The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, Mary and Joseph brought the child Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Christ of the Lord. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed, so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed. And a sword will pierce your own heart too, your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When Mary and Joseph had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The Gospel of the Lord. Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. I can't say for certain if this is true or not, but I like to think that our church celebrates the Feast of the Holy Family right after Christmas because, because over the last week, many have spent time with family. And for those who didn't, their minds were probably filled with thoughts of their family. 
family is a big part of our lives. It's part of how we've become who we are. Through our families, we're taught all kinds of lessons, but I believe the care we have for our families or the care we wish we had often fills our hearts. The care that often fills our hearts reveals a special lesson for us. We don't always choose the people we love. Instead, through our families, we see how God gives us people we're then called to love. Sometimes this is easy, and sometimes it's truly not. Now, maybe all the extra time spent with family, combined with the extra stresses that come with Christmas celebrations, led you to recognize just how holy your family is. Or maybe it did the opposite. This story isn't from uh, any of the families who worship with us here, but I'm aware of a, a sad situation of two adult siblings who refuse to spend time together, and they each have their own reasons for not wanting to even be in the same room. For the rest of the family, gatherings always seem incomplete because one or the other of these siblings is missing. As sad as that is, what's more sad is the fact that these kinds of conflicts can appear in any one of our families despite our best efforts to bring peace into our families. To those who have any kind of conflict present in your family, big or small, you're in good company here. We're celebrating today the Feast of the Holy Family, and the Holy Family is the one made up of St. Joseph, Mary, and Jesus. But this family didn't come, didn't just come out of nowhere. Both Joseph and Mary came from their own unique backgrounds. We're lucky enough to know the family history of Joseph, generations on generations. And in there, in his background, we discover a great many heroes, people we can look up to, alongside a great many shady and unholy people. These are perfect ingredients for loads of conflict. It wouldn't be too much of a stretch of the imagination to picture Mary and Joseph perhaps having conflicts with extended family as well. There was some controversy over their marriage after all, especially with uh, Mary becoming pregnant before being, being married to Joseph. And though she may have said to all she was conceived through the Holy Spirit, perhaps not all believed her. It's easy to imagine some maybe dismissing Mary as a sinner, and others dismissing Joseph as someone accepting her sin. These kinds of conflicts can appear anywhere, and these divides, and especially in our families, they make us sad, and they lead us to ask, why does it have to be this way? And I think the answer to that question is, through, because it's, it's this way, we have these conflicts in our families because of our imperfect love. Those who we love the most have the greatest power to hurt us and to bring us into conflict with them. Our family members, those we care about, they can hurt us in, in deeper ways than any stranger ever could. This is what love gives us. Wonderful joy on one hand, but with that risk of being hurt in some way. Now, despite all that, there is some good news. 
we're hurt because we know there's at least potential for our families to reflect the love of the Holy Family. They just maybe don't right now. And that's the part that hurts. But the potential there always remains. So there are some things we can do, especially in those, those cases of some incredibly difficult and deep hurts. First of all, I think one thing we do is remember that the love that we're called to share with our family members, regardless of if it's easy to do so or not, the love we're called to share isn't our own love. Our own love has a great many limits. Our own love doesn't redeem anyone. Our own love may bring us closer together, closer to one another. It may deepen great bonds, bring us a great amount of joy in our lives. But our own love is very limited. It doesn't save. It's easily tested. Instead, the love we're called to share within our families is God's love. And that's a different thing entirely. God's love went beyond anything Mary and Joseph could ever have imagined. For Mary, she had the visitation from the angel Gabriel. And for St. Joseph, he received... um, a series of dreams to help guide him. Their limited love uh, made it uh, incredibly difficult to, uh, incredibly, they needed some extra help from God to share God's love with one another. Well, the same love, that same love from God, is what we're called to share. And so one way that, that we can live that out is by praying for the well-being of all, especially for those relationships that are filled with deep injuries. No one has to call anyone. No one has to place themselves in a position where they might be hurt again. But we can pray for God to do what we find to be impossible. We can hope and pray for the well-being of all, for God's love to invade all places. We remember that our families are made holy not because we make them such, but because we can invite God to be present there in those relationships. This is important, after all, because while people may avoid one another here, there's no place for avoidance in God's kingdom. In God's kingdom, there is only one banquet. There's no escaping it. That kind of peace there, of people sharing of one banquet, no, no avoidance there. This might seem unimaginable here at times, but nothing is impossible for God, especially in his kingdom. And so we look forward to that peace. So if you're looking for a resolution to take on for this year still, maybe consider praying regularly for that family member who is most difficult to get along with dead or alive. Pray for God to do what might seem impossible for yourself to do. Pray the hearts be touched. Pray for the well-being of even the most difficult family relationship. Pray for God's love to conquer all divides. We get, we're giving praise to God today because of, his, of the way that he entered the world through a family. And by this entering to the world in that way, he uh, reveals to us how he can enter our world through our families too. And he does this because he loves us. He loves our families, immediate and extended, the good and the not so good. 
And that's the kind of love he calls on us to share. We give you praise, O Lord, for the ways that you are present within our families. When things are good, when our relationships bring joy for ourselves and into the world, may we give you many thanks. And in moments of hardships, may your presence still be felt, bring us peace, and lead us all closer to you. These prayers we make through the intercession of Mary and Joseph, and we make them in the name of Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen.